Hello everyone, as always, I'm Eli Hollingsworth and welcome back to Against the Current, a The Chosen podcast, where today we're going to be talking about the latest episode of The Chosen, Season 3, Episode 6, Intensity, Intensity. And boy is intensity right, because this episode we had a lot of very tense, filled scenes uh, that... uh, kind of kind of blew my mind a little bit so we're gonna get into all of that today and uh i might kind of brush over a few things in this episode just because uh intensity intensity was such a long episode and i don't want these episodes to get you know too long um but before we get started always remember in the link down below there is a um link to if you want to support the podcast which means you would pay you know a monthly fee and it's just to help me out and you know to keep the podcast going so if you just feel the need if you feel it upon you to give give a little something to the podcast then that would be greatly appreciated the link is in the description down below but with that said let's just go ahead and get started talking about the episode um and uh in this episode we start out with probably one of my favorite cold opens in the whole show just because it was so um interesting and so unexpected like it was very it was very um uh, unexpected thing to show in this episode. So we start with the disciples are all sleeping, just kind of in a camp, and there's a snake kind of slithering through the camp, and we see Jesus, uh, who is disturbed, maybe in the Garden of Gethsemane, and um, the snake comes up behind him, and it's Pilate's wife waking up from a dream, which is a passage in the Bible. This has been mentioned in the Bible, I know for a fact. Um, it's interesting that we saw that this early in the show. I was not expecting this episode to have so much pilot in there. Um, really unexpected, but a nice surprise, to be sure. Um, and it was just very interesting to see kind of how they set up his character. Because, well, first of all, his wife wakes up from her dream. And um, she wakes up to see people being crucified outside of Pilate's, you know, a little house balcony there. And he just has crucified four more zealots, and he's just not caring about it at all. It was just interesting to see this this kind of new perspective. Um, I love seeing how Pilot was introduced in the show and the way he uh, I don't even know the name of the actor who plays him, but he did a phenomenal job uh, as Pilot. I can't wait to see more of him as the show goes on. But um, uh, Pilot puts on this snake bracelet, and his wife uh, flashes back to her dream that she just had. Uh, this was just a very interesting scene. I'll probably break this down in a few YouTube videos, which you can go check out. Maybe just search up against the current The Chosen on YouTube if you want to watch my YouTube channel, where I give even more content about The Chosen, not just a review. And I post a lot of my videos as podcast episodes. So if you're wondering why what those are, usually um, that's what they are, are YouTube videos. Uh, like my predictions and seeing my predictions are right, that kind of thing. Those are always YouTube videos posted as podcast episodes. But if you want to see more content about, you know, maybe that scene, I'll talk about that later. Or, uh, yeah, just more stuff, just go ahead and check out my YouTube channel. But um, after that, we have the intro, the classic chosen intro. And then we have uh, the disciples sharpening weapons. And uh, Matthew comes and asks why, and the disciples say that they're concerned for Jesus. You know, and uh, they were talking about the scene with uh, Veronica and how they probably maybe could have handled it differently or shouldn't, should or shouldn't have handled it differently. And uh, just a lot of back and forth there. But this is, again, one of those great scenes in The Chosen where it's just super interesting to see just the disciples, what their perspectives could have been like on these certain matters. And just, again, written so well by uh, Ryan and Tyler and Dallas, the writers who write these scenes very well. Just, again, this is really where The Chosen shines, or just when characters are put in a scenario where they kind of have some downtime and they're just talking about the events that occurred. It's just always very interesting. Um... But yeah, so they're talking about um, 
just kind of discussing a lot of different things. And Nathaniel comes over to Simon Z, where he's sharpening his uh, Sika dagger. Sika dagger. And um, he asks Simon the Zealot about it. And uh, Simon Peter is teaching Matthew how to stab. And uh, just kind of a funny scene there. And little James goes over to uh, Simon Z, and he talks about how he's being tracked by members of the Zealots of the order and um and then uh little james overhears simon talking about zebedee's new olive grove that he bought and simon z disappears uh so this is just a very cool scene and again just a nice scene where characters are just talking and conversing amongst themselves and it's very interesting the way uh simon the zealot chose to tell little james about his little uh confrontation there over nathaniel who he Nathaniel came over and asked about it, and Simon Z distinctly said that he couldn't trust him with that information, but he could trust Little James. So there's an interesting detail there. <clears throat> uh, and then Quintus or Gaius comes to Quintus, and uh, Quintus is upset about how Gaius has handled the whole tent city situation with the pilgrims, and uh, it's making him look bad. And Atticus is currently on his way to go talk to Pilate and tell on Quintus, and uh, Gaius. Reveals that he has a younger brother as well. That's interesting detail. Bit of information there. Um, uh, he tells the guys not to kill Jesus. Uh, there was a bit of misdirection in the trailer for this episode. Because they kind of made it seem like Gaius was going to kind of draw his sword on Jesus. So that was I, I think that was really cool the way they did that little sneak peek for episode 6 there. Um, but <clears throat> And again, you should have already seen the episode by now. I should probably mention that this is going to have tons of spoilery details so if you have not seen the chosen season three episode six intensity intensity then you should probably go check it out because uh it's a great episode of television and i think you would love it so much and if you haven't seen the chosen this is my obligatory segment to tell you to go watch the chosen because it is the first ever multi-season show about the life of christ and it is very well done and if you're unsure about it or if you think it's going to be bad then i suggest you check it out before you say anything and uh with that said um (laughs) just make sure that everyone's seen the episode um uh he tells them to kind of take care of the tent city problem by arresting people tearing down homes uh and uh just trying to get rid of the pilgrims and gaius uh is a little bit uh obviously on the fence about that but uh, he says i i know what i have to do and walks off then we get this really interesting scene with this character who i believe his name was neander i think that's what he said his name was and this is a character who people believe is going to be matthias who was the disciple that replaced judas after he committed suicide and the disciples cast lots between barnabas and matthias and they chose matthias Uh, but this character he says his name is meander or neander here I believe that's what he said. They didn't have any subtitles in the early access live stream. Okay, so <laughs> I won't know until it comes onto the app. But um, <clears throat> so Matthias comes and sneaks into the disciples' home. And this character also is an interesting thing to note. I did see him at the Feeding the 5,000, so he is going to be a character that um, was is you know uh, pretty important. And it's probably going to be a remaining character who is going to be a more permanent addition throughout the rest of the show i would guess just because he was very important at the feeding of the 5000 um or not yeah he was there like front and center and he was definitely like in on the action so i would say that he is definitely going to be someone to uh keep in mind but yeah so anyway he sneaks into uh philip andrew and judas's like cabin house and um 
He has an urgent mention that they're preaching, uh, Philip and Andrew's teaching in Decapolis, which is the ten like cities that are all connected or something, which is where the feeding of the five thousand happens in that area. Um, their teaching in that area kind of exploded, and so many people are are like up in arms about it. Like so many people, it just caused such a ruckus there, and so many people are a lot of people are asking for more, and like they're they're getting like they're asking about more preaching and uh we all know where this is headed this is obviously the setup for the feeding of the five thousand which i didn't even think about but um when this scene happened i was like oh wait that's that's um that's a setup for the feeding of the five thousand it was just kind of crazy to think about just like it when it hit me in this scene i was like wow that's it's really cool how they're setting that up and then andrew and philip go away to the decapolis which is what leads to the feeding of the five thousand? I'm so excited about that, which is where you will be able to see me in theaters in like a week. Um, I don't know what Dallas is going to announce on the live stream since I haven't seen it yet, but it's pretty much. I mean, I I think it's pretty much confirmed at this point that they're going to put episode seven and eight and season three in theaters, which means you'll be able to see this amazing face in on the big screen in like a week. So I actually I don't know if it's about a week. I'll have to. This podcast will be very outdated in a in a little while, but um, I'm pretty sure it's pretty assumed that episode seven and eight are coming to theaters. So that's very exciting, and this is definitely leading up to that. So this is the last episode before we really are all going to see the finale. And I, and again, I'm sorry for those of you who are outside of the U.S. or anything like that who won't be able to see it. And yes, if this is the first time you're hearing it, I'm pretty sure, like it's assumed right now that they're going to put episodes seven and eight in theaters. Unfortunately, that means that those who are outside the U.S. are not going to be able to see it until it comes into the app later after it's out of theaters. So again, I apologize to those who won't be able to see it until then. Um, But uh, it's going to be very exciting for those of us who are in the U.S. And it's not that much longer to wait for those who will have to wait until it's on the app to see it. But that's very exciting. Um, And I know a lot of people are going to be upset about that, but it is the way it is. And I don't make the rules. I'm just the deliverer of the bad news for some, but good news for other people like me, who are also very excited to go see it in the theater. This scene is really just set up for the feeding of the 5,000, which is, I I just just get so excited talking about it. It's just going to be so fun. I just love the the setup here. I just, yeah, just think about it. Seeing now it's great. It's just going to be awesome. I'm so excited. And yes, I'm sure Dallas will announce that the episodes are coming in theaters after the live stream. But anyway, moving on. Um, so Tamar comes to Mary, and uh, Mary is kind of writing Rayma about uh, the soil. And this is a scene that, okay, um, this plot line kind of comes to a head here. And I like this This episode. gets a, We get a lot of resolution here. Um, we have Simon Z's with the Zealots gets resolved. We have Mary and Tamar's plot line gets resolved. Really the only plot line that isn't resolved right now is Simon and Eden. And I know this is giving to the end of the episode. Like we haven't gotten to that part in our little breakdown here yet, but um, I like just kind of all these resolutions that are going on. The scene between Mary and Tamara, they find kind of they it gets revealed Tamara's kind of backstory with her uh, her family. She had like a tribe that she was a part of, and her uh, parents got brutally murdered while her and her brother were like away. And she has a very sad and tragic backstory um, here, and. I think it makes sense, you know, I like how this this plotline kind of comes to a head because I think we're all kind of uncomfortable with the fact that Mary and Tamar were fighting this whole time, because <laughs> nobody wants to see two of our favorite ladies fight, but um, uh, this scene is just kind of like re- resolving this plotline with Mary and Tamar, 
and just kind of their their fighting and their quarrels are now finally resolved because they've been open with each other and um you know forgiving and apologizing and uh just kind of wrestling with pride and humility and now they're both um resolved so that's that's a great um thing and i'm very happy that that plot line is over because that's that's a tough one to get through since nobody wants to see them fight but but i think people have to understand is that in order to have these really impactful scenes and really emotional emotionally satisfying and payoff and all that stuff we have to have these scenes kind of in the lows uh where we see these characters that are flawed they're they're not perfect they're broken they have their mistakes and their and their histories and their things that they've done and the they're, they're demons that still haunt them, uh, in the case of Mary Magdalene, kind of literally with the demons thing. Um, but in order to have these, these super emotionally satisfying scenes, we also have to have these scenes where they're in the lows, and that's okay. It just means that it's, it's also a grat because the scene is also a gratifying scene, one that um, was super like cool to see just to have them you know forgive and make up and it was it wouldn't have been as mostly satisfying if we didn't have these past few episodes where you know they were mad at each other um but <clears throat> uh atticus rides up on his horse and comes to pilot and this is a very interesting scene i love the personality of pilot um but they kind of uh, they talk about Quintus, and he kind of tells Pilate how he, he, he's he. Obviously, there's a history between these two men. Like they're both very good friends, and uh, Pilate and Quintus, you know, are talking about Quintus and how Quintus is. Well, Atticus tells on Quintus, and then um, Pilate tells Atticus to tell him the story of kind of how he ended up in Capernaum and kind of catch him up on all of this that's been going on for the past two seasons, or at least the past season and season two. Um, uh, the owners, Mary, Mary Magdalene has found some owners of vineyards that know better soil, um, and she goes up to get money from Jude, uh, Judas's safe, I believe, or I think it might be Andrew's safe, it's someone's safe, and someone has cut off their, uh, their, like, string that's hanging off of their tunic, and she picks it up, uh, so I don't know exactly who this is, but one of the disciples has cut off their, that's like a Jewish thing, they have to have that, like, on their, on their, uh, their tunic or whatever, that this thing wrapped on it so someone's taking off the breaking jewish tradition i don't know who that is but that's obviously set up for something and again i'll talk about that later in videos on my youtube channel um <clears throat> uh so uh pilot is talking about how he's content with where he is he doesn't want to rule the world he just wants peace and atticus says sometimes peace takes a war uh, but we cut to Simon eating dinner with Eden, and uh, he's kind of still being Simon and asking, you know, about things that apparently, you know, he already knows. And Eden is still holding back this information that we all know happened in the beginning of season three, episode five. Uh, but John and James knock at the door, and they say that two of John's disciples bear a message for Jesus that is very urgent. And Andrew and Philip are off at the Decapolis, which is where the feeding of a thousand happens. And Simon just puts it off till the next day. But when he comes back to the table, Eden is already disappeared. Um, but. Uh, Simon meets up with them in the morning the next day, and he kind of asks them questions that only disciples of John would know, like, uh, does and is Andrew gag be when he uh, relieves himself because he thinks it's disgusting, or you know, just other questions like, just is Andrew a good dancer? And just I thought that was a very funny scene, just kind of a nice little addition in there, just a comedic scene, uh, and. Uh, we get this really interesting scene where Simon Z is kind of cornered by the zealots, but at the same time, Gaius is kind of walking through this encampment of people, 
And uh, instead of driving them out like he said that he would, he's instead helping out the people and being very passive. And we're kind of seeing this change in heart in Gaius to where he's really starting to come around and obviously is on the path to being uh, someone who is going to be a pretty good guy, I think. So I'm excited to see Gaius' journey to the light side. Um, but uh, in the speaking of light side, or at least lack of light side... Um, he also, while a little note, while he's uh, looking around at these people's camps, he ties a fishing knot with one of the ropes. Uh, but Simon Z, instead of attacking the zealots, he instead prays. And uh, he shows that he did not even bring a dagger there and that he is completely reliant upon Jesus and he is all in that Jesus is the Messiah. Um, but uh, the disciples want to see Jesus and Simon says, you'll have to see him soon. Uh, and then I feel like this is a little awkward, just kind of the way this scene played out, just in my personal opinion. I want to be completely honest here with you guys. I don't want to, I don't want to be untruthful. So this scene, I don't know, just plays a little weird. Like Simon and John and James and these two guys, they just like, it's like he says, you'll have to wait soon. And then they're sleeping and all of a sudden, you know, we cut to Jesus being there. I don't know. Just, that was a little weird to me. Um, it's just a little bit awkward. Like, oh, okay. Um, we're already, you know, at the... Jesus is back. Okay, whatever. Um, just interesting. I, it's, it's not like a big deal or anything, but just it's a little bit like, oh, 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 okay. But uh, Jesus is back, and this scene is a really cool scene because, uh, and just there's so many layers to this scene. It's just so cool to just have all of these different parties converging upon Jesus and this kind of speech that we see in the Bible uh, that we knew was leading up to this moment where John is John is John the Baptist is questioning Jesus. Um, we have all these different parties converging on him with the Pharisees watching and Gaius is also watching and all these people are here. And it's just a very cool scene where Jesus is healing people. And then, uh, a, the Pharisee from the last episode who, I'm just going to call him Karen, but, um, that's not his official name. I already know. Uh, but he comes in and Jesus is continuing to heal people. And we kind of get this cool, uh, little, uh, mini montage and uh, the disciples decide to bring John's disciples closer, and uh, Jesus heals the person who can't speak, the mute person. <laughs> and uh, I think the guys, the, the John's disciples' names are Avna and Hadad. I think those were their names. But uh, uh, they ask the the famous question from the Bible, which is, "Are you the one who is to come, or should we look for someone else?" And uh, Jesus points out how even John is questioning whether or not Jesus is the Messiah, and he makes a reference to the feeding the five thousand there. When they're like, uh, what about the capitalists and stuff? And Jesus is like, I have something planned big for there, but that's not until later. Uh, and then we get the whole passage where he says, go tell John what you see and heal here. The the blind see, the lame walk. And it's just such a, such a powerful moment here, the way this scene is built up. Because, and again, we see this passage in the Bible. And uh, I already knew, I had predicted that this that passage was going to be shown and portrayed in this episode. But it's just so cool to see the context added behind it and just how cool the, um, just kind of how all of it, all of it's layered and built up. And the tension in this scene is real because you have all these people watching and kind of hanging on Jesus's every word to see if he'll say something blasphemous. Like this one Pharisee who obviously gets outraged again. Um, but just such a cool, cool scene, um. And uh, he talks about the kingdom being at hand and uh, just the classic passage of don't miss it. No matter what is put in front of the Pharisees, they will always reject it. And wisdom is justified by her works. Uh, but then this party is perf is uh, quickly dispersed because Jairus points out that uh, parties larger than 25 can be gathered outside after 
you know, midday, and it's about to be midday. And so Gaius disperses everyone, and he really kicks the Pharisees out of there to kind of protect Jesus, showing again that he is making a turn to the light side. Um, <clears throat> but the uh, Barnaby, and Barnaby sees Jesus healing these people. I forgot to mention this, and he's obviously thinking about Shula, uh, who is blind. Um, so uh, uh, the zealots decide to leave Simon. So Simon Z, uh his zealot friends see that Jesus, or at least one of them does, see that Jesus is the Messiah, and they kind of get off Simon's back about this whole ideal and just decide to, you know, give him a pass, which is, again, I'm very glad that this plotline has come to a resolution, and it's, it's crazy because we're almost at the end of the season because all these plotlines are getting resolved. It's kind of sad, but also very uh, makes me very happy at the same time to know that we're getting resolution to these things um but just a cool scene with the zealots and i love this little plot line that simon z is fully devoted to jesus now um and simon talks about how he can't decide which one is more fun the miracles are watching the pharisees reaction and then we get this cool, really cool scene where jesus heals shula and as another little surprise heals barnaby as well just a really emotional cool scene i was definitely getting pretty emotional during this scene just such an awesome scene um you know, just the conversations that are had, and and just it's a, it was just a really beautiful scene here, and all of it was acted out very well by all these actors. Super cool. Um, and uh, Trula's been healed of her blindness of over ten years. Uh, but uh, then Barnaby and Shula must get home, and uh, then uh, Simon mentions there's no Pharisees, but still just as fun, and Jesus agrees with that. Just a nice little scene. I love that scene so much. Uh, I'll probably, again, react to that in a YouTube video. But uh, Simon comes home to Eden, and in our final scene of the episode, um, he tells her kind of what happened in the day, and she reveals the big mic drop moment. It's not a mic drop moment. It's a bombshell of information uh, that she uh, lost the baby, that she had a miscarriage. We finally get it out there. So Simon knows now. And just kind of this very emotional scene. And what a downer to end on for the episode. But again, necessary for the next episodes to be so much more emotionally rewarding. Um, but we kind of end on this on this note of Simon and Eden finally, you know, trying to work through this issue and this very tragic thing that happened. Um, but what a way to end the episode. And I'm so excited to see next week's episode. Um which I think we're going to see seven and eight in theaters, so that's going to be pretty sweet. Um, but if you enjoyed this episode, then be sure to let me know somehow. Um, and uh, I will see you guys in my next episode. And be sure to, again, please support the podcast if you want to by following the link in the description, and you can pay monthly. It's just, just a way to help me out again. But it's, it is very nice if you did so. Uh, and uh, be sure to watch my YouTube channel as well. I'll be coming out with vi all videos about all these episodes all the time, so you want to subscribe and click that notification bell to be notified whenever I post a new video. And make sure you're following this podcast whenever I post a new podcast episode as well. Sorry. <laughs> uh, and uh, I'll see you guys in my next episode. Bye-bye.